Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today we are going back to our roots. <laughs> Zoe Blake's um, Wicked Games, which used to be Ward, if anybody read it back then. I guess when it was first published. I just sent you a picture. My cat looks dead. She's not, but... Totally random. I saw it and I had to get a picture. Yeah. Look comfortable. <laughs> I that look is, like a poodle with this hair. That is her pillow. It's a body okay. pillow that I bought. Thinking that that would be easy for me to, you know, after surgery. Oh, no, it's hers. Hmm. And Copper has claimed one of my blankets. Well. So I am only allowed, like, this much space on the bed. Oh, please. I have no sympathy for you, okay? None. Because I sleep with my snoring husband, and then at least one of the children makes their way into our bed at one point of the night. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the point of where two of them have been in the bed at the same time yet. But I know that that is, that's going to happen come in. soon. Yeah. And then I'm just going to go sleep in one of their beds and call it a night. Like, you sleep with Snorri Daddy. I'm going to go sleep in your bed. <laughs> Horrible. Hate it. Anyway, back to Ward. Back to Ward or Wicked Games. Because, man, are they wicked. Wow. I just have to say that there is a serious suspension of disbelief with this book mm -hmm. and I loved it I, I, well I have a question mm -hmm. would you call this one a romance to this point no because we just read book one but I think at the end of the trilogy right there's three of them yeah um I would say that it is romance adjacent for sure. That's what I, I don't was... know. Yeah. I, I haven't I... read the ending in a while, so I'm going to have to reread it and I'll let you know. But I, as at, at this point, no, it's not a romance. Okay. Because I didn't think it was a romance. And I just wanted to make sure that you didn't think it was a romance or we were going to have something to talk about. <laughs> no, up, in, up until this point, it's definitely not a romance because... Hell, this no is close to torture. There's close to torture porn in this. It's not even that, right? Think about romance, right? Romance has to be the the romance has to be one of the central 
points to the story, which, mm-hmm. yes, that is technically speaking what's happening here. Um, and lastly, it has to have a happily ever after. There is no happily ever after yet because it ends on a cliffhanger. And our everybody knows this spoiler is in this episode, right? So just want, if, if you don't, you didn't listen to the warning in the beginning. Um, she knows exactly what's happening and how he fucked with her and he's about to do it all over again. She's yep. not happy about it. So no, it's not a happily ever after. What was that thought? This seemed to be more or closer to erotica than romance. Because there, there's a lot of sex in this book. Yeah, there's a lot of sex in this book. Um, and there's a lot of... Well, hell, the whole book is a mind book. Mm-hmm. Not just for Lizzie, but for the reader as well. Yeah, when I first, the very first time I read this book, I was like, am I reading like a weird historical? Like, I wasn't sure. And then I, I was like, like is, is this it- time travel? Yes, I saw the same thing. I was like, oh my God, is this like a magical element kind of book where possibly she like, I don't know, picked up like the wrong element of behind the stage and oops, here she is like in a weird alternative universe. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Uh, obviously, we all find out that is not what happened. Richard pretty much manipulated. He handpicked her as well, his victim. To start off with, for the listeners who haven't read it and are just listening, Wicked We're- Games is the story of Richard and Lady Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And he is a lord, and he is... He's a duke. Oh, is he a duke? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's a duke. And he puts on a theatrical production and he handpicks Lizzie to be the star. Mm -hmm. And they go to the cast party. Richard is like, well, I I gave you, I made, I've got you a dress. And she's like, I, I don't think this is this that formal. We're, we're just going to the pub down the street. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, no, just humor me. I, I would really appreciate it. Oh, no, no. There was none of that. He was like, no, bitch, you were in that dress. And oh, he okay. Changing, he's gonna, he said, um, I don't care what you want. You're going to wear that dress and you're going to put it on in front of me. Like, oh, that's he didn't right. Even let her, he didn't even step out of the room. That's he, right. That's the first like non-con scene where he pretty much gropes her definitely against her will in the dressing room yeah um lady elizabeth is you see her trying to escape mm-hmm. she's trying to get out of this victorian bodice mansion. ripper type mansion mm-hmm. and she gets caught and she is put into an asylum like an 1800s asylum and they they just do a mind fuck i mean there she there's 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 basically waterboarding her yeah with frigid water um but 
again, like Zoe's just so great at writing this stuff. Because again, the reason I thought possibly I was reading some sort of weird historical time travel thing, because the very first chapter is Lizzie trying to escape, Mm -hmm. right? And she runs into that guy, I guess, leaving the mansion and he's in a car and he's wearing modern clothes. Mm -hmm. And then he realizes who she is and he's like... He says, like, oh, my lady, like, get into the carriage and, like, tries to, like, usher her into the car. And she freaks out. And then Richard comes and, like, puts her in a real carriage. And and then we start the book, really. Because yeah. it's, like, that escape scene, that failed escape scene. And then her freaking out about, oh, my God, like, don't let don't let him find me, whatever. And then... And then it's like, oh, like, we're, in, we're doing the play. Like, then, like, she's on the way to the last performance of the play. So I was like, oh, like, is it some weird, like, time travel thing? Well, elements of reality seep through. Richard has done a marvelous job of taking this town. And he has paid off everybody in the town. Mm -hmm. He paid off all of the actors. He's paying them one million pounds for a year. And he has... Explain to them that this is a reality show. Yes. With hidden cameras. No real cameras. With hidden cameras. But there is no electricity. Mm -hmm. There's no air conditioning. There's limited running water. I mean, it's just... It's the Victorian age. It's the Victorian age. And I kind of had a problem with that. You did. With my my suspension of disbelief, how could all of those people, they had to know. They were either really stupid or really complicit because how could they not know what he was doing to her? Well, because they're, A, because they're getting paid one million pounds for a year of performance. And let's be honest. That's a lot of money to anybody, let alone somebody who is an actor, right? Oh, like, and oh. not like <laughs> I am aware, right? Yeah. So that's that's point one. There's a lot of things you will kind of overlook, especially if you're given a bullshit ex- explanation for a lot of money. Um, and B is Zoe kind of addressed it. Like she remember when that new maid came in. And she was like, oh, wow, like, you're just as good as they're saying. Like, you're just, you never break character. Like, we are so good. They thought that she was really playing the part, right? Mm, that's true. So, and her, the, that's kind of the brilliance of the way he set it up is he made her not a proper lady. He made her a crazy person, like a crazy person who has all this crazy delusions and, and she was like playing the part of a crazy person, right? Because and she's going back and forth, back and forth. And Parker does note it at the end, like towards the end of the book, where um, she's like the poor girl just, I guess, snapped, and she just like, I guess this is my life, and she's like reciting back the bullshit books that Richard is like telling her to read to Parker. Oh my God, the things that she is reading, right? About how like you know, as a woman, you have to always please the man and just like all this like bullshit shit and that's when parker like eventually was like are you okay lizzie are you happy like and and 
Prolizzi at that point was like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, why, why are you saying this? Like, maybe you should go to asylum. Like, she really was concerned. So I think up to a point, like, yeah, they kind of were like, she's just acting. But when Parker figured out that, oh, my God, this is not acting, she well, did try to help her. The the maid, I don't remember her name, but Rose. she was, Rose, she recognized that something was going on because she saw some bruises. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I will get you out of here. Mm-hmm. And that was also her best friend. You have and to that, remember that. Her best friend. And yeah. she was she was like, whatever it takes. And she was sent to um, Harris mm-hmm. in the stables. Yep. And we never saw her again. And I have no doubt in my mind that all of the people that got sent to Harris were dead. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There like was that no... guy with a cell phone? Dead. Yeah. There, there was no second chances. There was no going back home it was this or nothing yeah absolutely but again like richard just played his i mean he was definitely he has he is definitely one of the most psychotic main characters i've ever read my whole life because he was a billionaire duke who was just bored i feel right Mm -hmm. he was just bored and he was I feel like this also hasn't been the first time he's kind of done something like this. That was going to be my next question is, do you think that this is the first time? Because I don't. No, because he says, imagine having the power not only to control someone's life, but their entire world to manipulate their reality to such a degree. They no longer have the sense of time or place. Any imbecile could kidnap a woman and keep her chained in the basement. That didn't require intellect or finesse. It required no more than essentially a hole in the ground and a trip to a hardware store. Where was the challenge in that? Where was the excitement in conquest? So he wanted it to the next. I mean, think about Richard as a, not just as the Duke that he was playing, but like as the billionaire crazy person that he is. Like, Mm -hmm. again, everything was at his disposal. Like no one would have said no to him. I think, honestly, if given the chance, like, Lizzie would have totally been down had he not done this to her. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've talked about it before that power, if power doesn't get you in, money will get you in. Mm -hmm. And he's got both. Yeah, 100%. And he's got connections and he's got all this shit. Because remember, there was a time where he was was saying the only trouble – because she almost escaped that one time. He was like, oh, man, like that would have been shitty. Not because I would have went to jail or anything. Like I have plenty of connections in the police department or whatever else. But eventually it might just be an annoyance that I'd have to deal with because somebody would believe her down the line eventually. Yeah. So, again, he there's nothing this man couldn't have. So he kind of created his own game, as you will, just because he was bored. Well, and part of the genius of it was that even if Lizzie escaped and told somebody, yeah, who it is them? so out of the realm of reality, who would believe her? Mm-hmm. But she keeps re- saying it's not real. She yeah. reminds herself throughout the entire book, this isn't real. This isn't real. Yeah. Um, 
and she gets flashes of her life before. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine. I mean, especially with Richard's lessons. Oh my! His what were they called? In intuitions or something like that. Um, where yeah, every because at the very end of the book, that's where she kind of was like, oh shit! Like cause the new Parker comes in, right? Because they fired old, well, not fired. They definitely offed old they Parker. They offed old Parker. And the new Parker comes in and, and she's kept saying like, you always like hot chocolate in the morning. You always want to go to the, you know, the green room and paint. You always, you always, you usually. And she and she's making it known to Lizzie, like, this is just the way life is. Like, mm-hmm. you're just a little bit fucked up because your parents died. And again, like, her parents really did die but it was in a car accident it wasn't in a whatever um he made up i don't remember what he made up i don't either but and they were american and she she was trying to make the the connections but like i said eventually i think zoe said something in this book where she was like stockholm syndrome is is actually a survival technique that your brain decides that it can't deal with the trauma and constant stress of being kidnapped Mm -hmm. so it makes you fall in love or um, at least befriend your captive just so so that like you literally don't go insane yeah so that's exactly what happened to lizzie eventually she kept fighting it she kept fighting it but eventually she was she like her brain broke and she was like i guess i really am lady elizabeth do you think that Richard's sole purpose was to break Lizzie? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that there was anything other than total obsession? Because I don't know that he felt... I don't know that he felt anything for Lizzie. Oh, he I did. think that he, he was... He thought he did anyway. I can imagine there is something attractive we'll go with that word because i can't find the one i was looking for about a man who would go to such lengths for the woman he loves Mm -hmm. but i don't think he loved lily loved lizzie um i think he started off as just an obsessed person because he did pick her out meticulously not only did she look the part but she was an actress, so, like, she was used to the costuming and all that stuff. But also, he said something like she would, wouldn't would submit right away. Like, she would fight him a little bit, and she, would, she wouldn't she would be boring, right? Like, any other woman probably just fall into to the role and call it a day. But she would fight him on it a, a little bit. But his ultimate goal was always to break her. And to have almost like that, like, weird like that horse analogy, like with the wild horses, like mm-hmm. part of the appeal, I think they do call it breaking, breaking horse, horse is just to like, know that you like conquered this wild thing. And I think that Richard wanted to ultimately, he wanted the trouble because he didn't want it to be easy because easy is boring, but ultimately, yeah, he wanted to break her because he was so smug and happy about, at the very end there where he brought Mike in to pretend to be, I don't know, a Mark, Mark, Marcus or something, some of the royal term. 
and um he kept mike kept testing her and like she would just get confused and she would give the proper answers and then remember she like she even blew him in front of mike and mike was yeah. like what the hell are you doing like this is fucked up yeah and lizzie was perfectly like She's on like, board All right. this is my un- role until Richard called her Lizzie by accident. And that's when it all snapped yeah. for her again. Because um, nobody called her Lizzie. Everybody called her Lady Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially Richard, because like she would fight him on it in the very beginning. Be like, my name is Lizzie. And he'd be, and he'd be like, no, you're, you're Elizabeth. Come here. I'm going to spank you until you call yourself Elizabeth. <laughs> so... <sighs> Um, I'm trying to find the quote, but I I do think he loved her. He, I mean, I do think he thought he loved her. I don't know if we we could call it love. It was certainly obsession, and she did love him eventually, even though she hated herself for it. Well, um, she kept scolding herself every time she'd be like, "Well, she did I actually love him." Yeah, go ahead. You wonder why I was slowly going insane. It was because I actually loved it. All of it. Every mm-hmm. painful, fucked up moment. And I hated myself for it, which is why I needed to escape. Yeah. Of course, there's Richard's view on it, which was, you are a harlot at heart. This is your true madness, and I'm your only redemption. Mm. And she accepts that. I mean, she's like, oh, at least for a while. Yeah. Again, she kind of has to. Because if she kept fighting him, he would have, he kept putting, every time she really fought him, he put her in that crazy asylum thing and and they would torture her. So out of pure survival, she was going along with it for a little bit. Well, at some point, you know, we said that he, it's not that we thought that Richard had done this before. And he says that Lizzie will suffer the same fate as the ones that came before her. Yeah. So what do you think makes Lizzie different than all of those other people? She's a romance heroine. (laughs) Fair enough. That's it. That's really the only thing that we need to know. Um, But also, I feel like that she really did fight him. You know, I think like the other ones were too boring, like I keep saying. Like they might have fought him in the beginning, but then they kind of just like went along with it. Well, I I didn't want him to have done it to people before. That that makes it less attractive mm-hmm. as far as him and Lizzie. It's like it cheapens what he's done to get her. <laughs> does okay. that make sense? It does. But again, I don't think that he loved the other ones. We haven't gotten to the next books. So I'm not going to spoil it for the people who haven't. But there are great lengths he goes to for Oh, it is insanity at its finest. And he has never done that before because it hasn't been possible to do before. Correct. So where, again, where it's the, the romance heroine trope of he is not capable of love. He just wants to fuck around. And this this is his version of fucking around because he's a billionaire, billionaire duke, duke and he wants to do what he wants to do. Um, 
and eventually he ends up falling in love with her and she, he wants to marry her at the end. He wants to put a baby in her at the end. He well, doesn't he do wants, that with the other ones. He wants to put a baby in her so that she stays. Because yeah. if he puts a baby in her, she she is locked to him for 18 years. But he also wants to marry her. And and like I said, he didn't want to do that to the other ones. So at some point, he became, the obsession became in his mind love. Still obsession for sure, but also love. I can see that. Yeah, I just, and, and yes, he should have only done it to her, but... Um, I actually don't agree with you on that end because I feel like with anything, you got to practice to get good. <laughs> so, um, that made it a little bit more realistic because this wasn't his first rodeo. I don't think he's done this specific thing to anybody else because he had this whole mansion remodeled and that hotel bought and. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he had that place just ready to go. Like he had to, he went to effort. Yeah, like he made a maybe done a cheaper version of it with somebody else in a different way, but it never was like that total immersion experience. I don't think we'll have to ask Zoe. Yeah, she's the only one who really knows. I, I gotta say, I just love how Zoe writes. Mm-hmm. Everything was so incredibly detailed mm -hmm. and historically accurate. The amount of research that she must have done to go into this isn't is crazy. Yeah, but it's a, it turned out a fucked up but beautiful. I mean, the ending of the book could not be more fucked up if it tried. Oh no. No, no, no. I mean, spoilers. Don't listen. Um, Lizzie has the understanding that what's happened to her has happened to her more than once. Mm -hmm. And she cut herself to show to prove to herself later on that this was real. Mm -hmm. But then she looks at her other hand and there are multiple scars just like that on that hand. Yep. How many times had I forgotten only to go through the pain of remembering again? How many times had my mind been forced to retreat for its own survival? Once, twice, more, I looked down at my other palm and saw two faint scar marks. This isn't real. Yep. And the punishments he gives her are like, they're like next level. Like, oh. They're not like your typical, if, if you guys have read like any of the other like sweet cruelty and things like that, like that's not this kind of level punishment. Okay. Like this is some severe shit. Well, I got to tell you, this was my introduction to Zoe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with her? I've got to have more. I've said this before. That begging scene never left my brain. Like, I've never read anything like it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It 
is a real fetish. Yeah. And I'm sure. And the, the the reason behind it is that the ginger root burns mm-hmm. and it causes all of those muscles to involuntarily clench, which makes it tighter for the guy inside her. That's insane because he's massive anyway. Yeah. As he, of course, he is. So he has the the bonus of her clenching so tight and then he has the feeling of something being inside her you know double penetration so mm-hmm. you know it just it just works i have never tried figging i like my ginger candied yeah, i was gonna say i like my next to my sushi thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the candy ginger for um, upset stomachs. Yeah. Before I try medicine, I like to do the witch doctor stuff. No, I go straight to the pharmaceuticals, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the whole book just, it just blew me away. Yeah. it. I mean, like, if you guys want a kinky book, this is a very kinky book. Yes. He straps her down to shit. Like, he ties her to the bed just to sleep naked with her legs spread Uh uh-huh and then he had that fancy machine i don't remember the name of it that prince whatever made it had like the stirrups and like the bronze feet things um and apparently that thing could be used with um two ladies all at once we never got to see that in action that's true but see because he's a real true true romance hero just the one lady. Oh, I was going to talk to you about this. Zoe did break a rule of mine in this book. Oh, do tell. She doesn't come multiple times. There's a time that she doesn't come at all, but he does. In that scene where she's blowing him in front of Mike, mm-hmm. she doesn't get to come. At, at, there's no not even a one-to-one ratio of orgasm there that didn't bother me i'm sure i'm sure it didn't bother you <laughs> bothered me <laughs> it's, it's fine that's it it's not a romance done over and i don't think there was a shower scene um not sex no well yes there technically speaking there was it just wasn't with richard there was a bathtub scene where the lady maid comes to wash her and and Lizzie starts masturbating for some reason. True. So technically speaking, there was. It's just Richard wasn't there to observe it. Or maybe he was through like a hole somewhere. I don't know. We just didn't know about it. Yeah, those paintings had to have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... Yeah, I just had a, a conversation about that with Rara too, because she doesn't agree with me that there needs to be a two for one rule. Usually there is. Um, and that it's not a hard and fast rule that like like the happily ever after is an actual rule and the central love story is an actual rule. The two for one is just a it's just a me rule. <laughs> You're just greedy. I have high standards. <laughs> Just saying. I enjoy orgasm control. So that doesn't, that, 
that didn't hit anything for me. It's fine. Um, um, I ju- it was just an observation because in all the other Zoe Blake books we read, the the heroine comes at least twice before the hero does. And they always come at least once before and usually once while. Mm-hmm. And then probably after, too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but like we said, this is definitely a different type of Zoe Blake book. This is fucked up and dark. Much yes. more dark than the other books that we've read by her. I. Everybody calls this a BDSM novel. And it uh-huh. is not a BDSM novel. There is no consent. And without consent, it's just him fucking her up. Yes. I will agree that they had a that there was a definite power exchange. Yeah. He had all and she had none. And he but, had all the equipment. But there wasn't a contract with rules. There wasn't any safe words. Mm-hmm. I mean... I guess you could say this was BDSM done absolutely wrong all the way around. Yeah. Um, I agree with you that this wasn't the proper way to do BDSM. I would still, I would argue it's still BDSM. That the elements are also there. What is it? Bondage, discipline, uh, submission, and bondage, discipline, um, dominance, submission, sadism, masochism. Yeah. I mean, like, all of that was in there. Again, it's not a manual as to how to do this. Mm. But No Dark Romance is a manual as to how to do anything. Oh, no. Alone, no, no, you no. Know? Don't so, ever, don't ever do what you see in books. No. Without the proper research and practice and ability mm-hmm. that goes for any book that we that yeah any books that you read um unless it's a cookbook and then you follow the rules yes but even then it's okay to break them uh <laughs> nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hit you know slap you on the butt if you if you screw around with the ingredients occasionally well unless you want that kind of thing um uh but Again, I I would have to agree with the people that say this is a BDSM book. It is a BDSM book. All the elements of BDSM are in there. Whether or not they're used properly is never addressed. <laughs> but it's fine. We can just we can disagree on that. Interesting that we both really like this book, but we disagree on so many different parts of it. Well, look, I'm not part of the BDSM lifeline style either way. Like. I, I, <laughs> I just like reading about fucked up shit. And well, there a, you go. A lot of fucked up shit is, you know, BDSM is kind of used in, in you know, because of all the, I guess, things that, you know, it, it has. <laughs> um, like, it, I mean, he didn't have a St. Andrew's cross or anything, but he had that like weird table thing. That he put in the corner of her room, like I said, that was like made for Queen whoever by Prince whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm not a history person. I, I don't remember that that stuff. I just remember it was like a weird table with stirrups and whatever. And then um, he had that riding crop that he 
not only hit her with, but he like sodomized her without lube. So yep. he, so he's not a fan of lube. Um, <laughs> well, he whipped her while he had ginger in her ass. Mm-hmm. And and first he put it in her pussy. Yeah. And like I guess that was the only kind of lube. Like he got a little bit of that in, and then he he put it in her butt. Well, I something that burns that badly. I don't know that I would get wet. I don't know that that would have helped him any. I don't know. Well, it didn't start burning until later. That's the thing with ginger root. It doesn't burn it, until yeah, it, a little it bit gets later. Progressively. I mean, that was fascinating to read about because of the explanation he gives her about how it was used in like ancient, I don't remember, Greece or Rome, one of the one of those for um, pleasure slaves, like real pleasure slaves that disobeyed. And it was a good punishment because the masters didn't want to damage the goods and this caused pain and it i guess it made its point without causing actual physical damage yeah um but he was also like he said something like he was punishing himself too because he stuck his dick in her i think pussy for a little while and like rubbed it all over with the ginger stuff on there and then he started burning because he was like i'm gonna take some of this you know pain from her or whatever it was his own weird convoluted thing to talk about but um yeah i mean it was fast it was a fascinating book just Uh, from multiple levels yeah there there are so many things that we could talk about Mm mm-hmm that I feel bad talking about just a couple because there's so many others that we're leaving out because yeah. we can't the, the episode would be eight hours long if we talked about everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, because it I mean again, it's just a complete mind fuck. And the beauty of the fact that he look again, Richard is a smart man, right? He chose the Victorian era for a very good reason. He was like, it's far enough that like women pretty much have no rights. Mm -hmm. So he could literally make her his ward and that would make sense because she had no rights until he gave her some. Um, And he gave her no rights. Like the only rights he gave her were like, pick whatever dress you want to wear. That was pretty much it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes not even that. But um, so and, and then also like it was. But it wasn't that far that, like, they still had, like, some sort of plumbing and they had gas lamps and it was it wasn't the complete Stone Ages. You know, like, they had some modern, quote unquote, not real modern, but like some modern amenities and comforts. But he also really liked that peace and quiet for being a tech billionaire who, like, I don't know, made his money in cell phone towers or whatever he made money in. He hated the modern age and he he loved it. And the again, one of the things he his like goals was to like have her live here. And then like this would be their quiet time together. And then like maybe eventually he would go take her to London to like the real London, mm-hmm. but only for a little bit and only for necessities and like when he needed to travel for business. But he wanted to live the 
Victorian life. Yeah. I understand how the world is so noisy and so crazy that you that you want to get away or that you have a need to get away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's my social anxiety on a platter. You know, I I dislike society, but I like my creature comforts. I, I, I will just live as a hobbit, you know, in a hermit cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as I've got internet access and running water. Yeah, I I'm I'm not a look, I'm not an outdoorsy girl. I think we've talked about this. I lived in a third world country for 10 years of my life where we really didn't have running water or we didn't have power and um it was a struggle, right? And mm-hmm. like you had to do laundry by hand, you had to I remember carrying firewood to class every day because there was no heat otherwise. Like my grandpa finagled this like chimenea in the corner of the classroom and every day uh, one of the students would bring firewood otherwise we would freeze so i remember that like i wasn't too young to remember that stuff but i was like i said i was 10 and that's why i hate camping that's why i you will never catch me in the forest willingly you will never catch me leaving the comforts of a toilet and hot water and electricity and air conditioning or heat um because i don't i I don't need to do that stuff for fun okay i did that stuff for life for 10 years i don't i don't need i don't need that and mr savage is nice enough to um accommodate me because he actually grew up camping like that's what like his family did like his family went on like and like legit camping not the kind of camping like in a cabin like it's like in a tent in the middle of nowhere. Um, that was his vacations and he really enjoys it. But I had to put my foot down and I was like, that's that's never going to be us. Like, <laughs> you are welcome to go on your own. And my my daughters are asking me about it. And I was like, go camp in the backyard. Like, I'm not, it's not happening. Nah, and I know them. I know those two. They're like me. They're going to think it's fun up until, you know, the, the bear goes come walking by and they freak out like it's not gonna happen there's no ipads like it's it's over um but yeah i would i would be a horrible person in this uh victorian age like mm -mm. first of all the corsets i know that they say they're not that uncomfortable but i had to wear just a a a fancy dress yesterday to a wedding and i was complaining because i had to wear a strapless bra like i'm 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 not it's not it's not for me I have worn my share of corsets and I personally don't find them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because, but they support my back in such a way that it, it actually is somewhat helpful. Okay. Um, and they make my boobs look great. They typically do that for most people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, so I don't I don't mind the corsets so much if I have a reason to wear it. Okay. I it is not something I would wear for funsies just because. Yeah. Yeah, but then okay. Then you have to wear all those layer skirts and the pantaloons with the crotchless pantaloons. Okay. That's the yeah. prob 
that's where I would run into my problem is the skirts and the mm-hmm. floofs and the lace and all of that crap. Yeah. No. Again, I had to wear Maybe a, a pair of length. shorts. Yeah, like shorts, tank top, or like I have no problem with dresses, but like just a shorter dress. Because I wore that stupid dress yesterday and I loved it. It was beautiful. Was that but the I... one that you did on the TikTok with the the, the flowery one? Mm-hmm. The one that Mr. Savage hates? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Why does he hate it? Oh, he hates floral. He thinks that floral like reminds him of like grannies and like like old lady couches. Things like that. It's fine. It's really fine. And he doesn't um I mean it's it's not definitely a it's a dress made for I think for women. Like it's definitely It looked comfortable as hell. It was not that comfortable. Well, I only saw like the the floofy part of the top. Yeah. I didn't get to, I didn't see the I have it here. I'll maybe I'll try it on later for um just and giggles. But no, it was um it's like a first of like again, I had to wear a, this Welcome to Tangents number 15,000. At least this is a little bit adjacent to the book. Um, I had to wear a strapless bra, which, (laughs) guys, uh, it's lovely to wear a strapless bra when you're huge, boob-wise. Oh, yeah. And I went to buy it because I didn't have any because I haven't worn one since I had kids. And obviously, I'm not the same size. And I'm going to give you a little... um, you want to take a, a gander, a, a little guess as to what size freaking bra I bought yes, for this wedding yesterday? 36F. 32H. Like hairy. 32H. That's how freaking massive my boobs are. Anyway, so... I had to wear this stupid bra and then I had to wear the floofy, beautiful dress, which I loved. Um, but the, like, it was like off the shoulder and the, and like little like arm parts where the elastic was like rubbing into your arm. It was not comfortable. It was too tight. Um, and then it was just so floofy and long and I'm short like you. So even in heels, I was stepping all over this thing. And again, like just getting into the car, I had to like pile it on top of my head almost. <laughs> but you bet yes. you weren't in the back of the, min- of the Mini Cooper. Oh, yeah. That could have worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he would have liked the dress then. <laughs> if anybody didn't get that reference, uh, go listen to our episode on... Forget me not bombshell. There you go. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I think that's why he didn't like the dress. He just really doesn't like floral. But it's not meant. It's not meant for like the male gaze by any means. It's too floofy. Yeah. What were we talking about? I have not a clue. <laughs> I um. Oh, I have. You... Go ahead. Speaking of clothing choices. I finally made the decision. You know, we talked about the conference, the the mm-hmm. authors after midnight, and how Mr. Klein says you can't wear jeans and a t-shirt. Don't show up in sweats. This needs an outfit. Mm-hmm. So I have been planning an outfit, which included a halter top, until I realized 
these babies don't go in a halter top. Yeah. You need a special bra. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. I just, it just, no. So I um, reluctantly shelved that particular top and found something else. But I wasn't happy about it because the halter top was so damn cute. Sorry. I don't know what I'm wearing. But and I had to send back my cute shoes. Hi. They were small. Mm. The, the the sizing was was really screwy. But the big deal was Mr. Klein was like, "Yeah, those are cute. Those are sexy. You're not wearing those." They have a 3 inch chill. <laughs> You're not going to stand and walk and do things in a 3 inch chill without killing yourself. Yeah. That's the thing. Okay, everybody who hasn't been aware, we're going to be at Authors After Midnight on October 7th in Fort Mills, South Carolina. So uh, along with Zoe Lake, so that's actually quite fitting. Um, and a bunch of other authors. Drethy Annis is going to be there. Um, I'm not going to start listing because it's a lot. Okay, go yeah. check it out. Authorsaftermidnight.com. It and, will be on the, it, it's in the show notes too. Yeah. And um, the tickets are uh, pretty cheap for general admission. It's only $5. So if you're in the area and you want to come stop by and say hello, go ahead, please. We'd love to see you. Um, but I've never been to a conference of any sort, right? So I don't even know what that entail entails. But I'm also assuming that we're going to have to be setting up the table and all the crap that we bring. And I don't want, I don't want to be comfortable. I mean, I want to be cute, but I want to be comfortable. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to wear either. Um, I'm wearing yoga pants. Okay. They look like dress slacks. Yeah. But they're actually yoga pants. The most comfortable thing in the world. That works. I might wear this pleather dress that I saw. Um, I have not purchased it. It's at H&M. I have to go try it on. It, it's it's a thought. but um, Well, I've got sure. a couple of dresses to try on too, just in case. Mm -hmm. But my proportions are so strange that if something fits me in the waist, it's probably not going to fit my boobs. It has to be stretchy. I'm with you. Same. Um, so for all of those ladies out there who wish they had a large chest, no, you don't. be thankful that you have what you have. Yeah. We don't get to wear anything cute. We don't get to wear anything cute. And it it's heavy. They're heavy. And it's just. It's not as great as guys make it out to be. No, it's not. And also, I feel like I always look much heavier than I really am because I, I have these, like, heavy things in front and, like, they obscure the rest of me. Yes. Um. So, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not getting rid of them. At this point, I'm not going to be getting any sort of reduction because I'm a chicken. So. I have seriously considered reduction. Yeah. Um. But one because of my back, um, and my posture. Mm -hmm. But they're just so damn inconvenient. Yeah, and because we don't have central heat and air, it's hard to keep things cool enough so that I don't sweat under there. Yeah, boob sweat sucks. Oh yeah, and then you it gets rashy, and it's just 
it's just very unpleasant. I understand. Trust me. Um, but at this point in my life, I'll deal with it. Um, it hasn't gotten that bad. I'm also, like I said, I'm just also a chicken. Like I don't want to have to go under any sort of general anesthesia unless I really, really have to. Um, I just have this like, it's not even an irrational fear, but like this fear of like dying and leaving my family and my kids for like something not as stupid, but like for something like, I guess not medically necessary. Yeah. Something so, um, like elective elective. Yeah. So I don't know. And more power to you if you guys have had one. Actually, one of my friend's daughters just recently had one. And I was like, good for you. Like, I'm so proud of you. Go. I'm so glad that, like, she took ownership of it and, like, was like, no, I fucking hate them. And I'm going to make my life easier. So one of the one of my dear friends had a tummy tuck done. Nice. She looks amazing. But apparently when they do the tummy tuck, they also lift the boobs nice so she's two like it was two for one that's perfect again more power to you i'm not judging you i'm just scared <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i don't know do you have anything else to say about this book <laughs> look at my notes here i have i have one more question for you okay do you think at this point that Richard shows any um, positive attributes. I mean, he's determined. <laughs> well, I guess is does he is he rede- is he redeemable? Redeemable? No, absolutely not. Am I for it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Struggling actor here. Yeah. Would you? Here's my question to you. Would you go along with it if you were one of the cast people and you were given this story? I would go along with it until the point that I realized something was wrong. Yeah. Because I am one of those people that can't stand by and watch somebody get hurt. I can't um I don't have that ability to, to just look away and do my thing. Mm-hmm. If I if there is something wrong and someone is being hurt, then I will do everything that I can to fix it. Okay. Gotcha. So I guess kind of like Rose. Yeah. I would have been sent to Harris. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too, I think. I th- I definitely would have went along with it in the beginning, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And even after, like, maybe noticing a little bit, I would have been like, eh, what's a million dollars? I'm not going to lie to you. I, I would definitely, like, it, it would take, like, a lot of convincing almost to, like, show me that it's not okay. Well, hell, it's not even a million dollars at this point. It's, you know, you're looking at close to two two million when yeah. you look at the exchange rate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, do you have any palate cleansers for us? I have at least one and maybe two. Um, for 
anybody out there who likes Ashley Rostek's Witsec series, the final book drops Thursday. So I've been doing a reread. Um, I this weekend was just so miserable. Laying, I had a migraine from hell, and I I was stuck in the dark, pretty much on my back. If I moved my head, I threw up. So yesterday, the migraine was gone, but the the hangover was still there. Mm-hmm. So I I started a reread of the, of the series. Um, obviously, it's about somebody in witness protection. Okay, and it's a contemporary. White shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, she falls for the four brothers who live next door. The reason she's in witness protection is because her family was murdered mm. in front of her by an ex-teacher. Oh shit! That tried to rape her her freshman year. Oh, over his desk in the school. Mm. Hmm. He had built up this entire fantasy where he's like, I I know you want me and I, I I'm trying to hold out, but you the way you look at me, I can just tell that it is I can't wait any longer. Mm-hmm. I won't I won't make you wait any longer. Um and he stalked her for three years. Before And he found out that they were getting ready. The family was going to take her away. Mm-hmm. They were going to enter witness. And they were going into hiding, not witness protection. But her uncle was a marshal. So he, know, he knows all the steps that need to be taken to get somebody a new identity. Okay. And her sister was bitching about it to her friends. Because her sister was very popular. Um, they were twins. So she was the outgoing, um, friendly one and popular and kind of one of the mean girls while the heroine was more nerdy. I mean, all of her underwear are superhero based. You know, some people wear the shirts. No, she's got like, Harley Quinn <laughs> on her, on her crotch bedazzled Fun. um so he found out he he overheard her sister talking and he came in and basically massacred them he slashed her twin sister's throat in front of her and then he waltzed around the room with it Oh shit. Wow. Um it is it it has some hardcore moments. Um because the flashbacks are anxiety inducing. Hmm. Ashley Rostek knows how to to layer and build that that inner tension. Mm-hmm. And so the series is filled with it. Um and I just I can't wait for for book four to drop. I am so excited. That's exciting. Um, 
classes started back today. Um, and I dropped one of my classes and I am so happy for me. Congratulations. It was a Thursday night class from 530 to 8.15. Yeah, that's a long class. I've and done I, those. They're not fun. I've done them before too, but this was online. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, there's no way you're going to pay attention for that long. I am just not built to pay attention. I don't even read for that long without stopping yeah, as yeah. a general rule. I mean. Yeah, same. We laugh about ADHD brain, but but we got it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, my palate cleanser is nacho cheese. You should eat more of it. Absolutely. That's pretty much now, it. Now, are you talking about like the yellow nacho cheese or yes. the queso? Oh, like the to the Tostitos, like in a jar, <laughs> nacho cheese. Cheese Whiz. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't had it in quite a while. And we had a party the other day and I bought a jar and I was like, this shit's delicious. Why have I stopped? I mean, I know I stopped eating it because it's not healthy, but it's really good. <laughs> I don't know that I have tried the yellow one. I have tried the Tostitos or to or whatever it is, um, queso before, and it is yeah. absolutely delicious. It's the same shit. It's good. It's made um, out of the same stuff. The queso just has some more stuff in it. Yeah. But uh I'm a fan of cheese in any form. I like it too. That's it. That's all I got I, for you. I haven't read shit. I <laughs> didn't send you the TikTok that I made. Oh, you made TikTok. But you did the Pinterest search. Oh, yeah. I will have to send you the link to mine. Okay. Please do. Mine I liked. It was pretty. Mine was scarily accurate <laughs> considering the name I used. Oh, wow. Okay. So... I'll have to look for it. Guys, check out our TikToks. They are, um, yeah. The idea is that you go to Pinterest and you do a search on your name plus core mm -hmm. and find out what your aesthetic is. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, also, another tidbit. Um, if you, speaking of TikTok, if you enjoy, uh, my TikToks that I make, the trigger warning romance TikToks, um, you're going to see more of me. Uh, I don't even think I told you the story. Drethy Annis has asked me to run her TikTok for her. So starting in September, you will see my face uh, associated with Drethy Annis' books, which is crazy. So if you I like me and Drethy. my... She's the best. So um, we've done a couple of Drethy books here. So I'm sure you guys are aware of her. Uh, she's actually, again, she's going to be at Authors After Midnight as well. So I can't wait to meet her. We, we've, we've chatted online for, yeah, it's going to be fun for a while. And I'm on her art team and her street team and her beta team. And yeah, I do everything so, but TikTok. If you, uh, again, if you enjoy my TikToks, go follow Drethy Annis. Um, it, it's at Dreth, it's at author Drethy Annis. We'll link it in. I'll link in it. Show notes. But that's going to be more just me. And um, she's given me free reign. So uh, we'll see what I come up with. <laughs> Anyways.
anyway, I guess read book two of Wicked Games. What is it? It is Sinister Games. Sinister Games for next week. And have a have a great week. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please don't forget to rate and review us on whichever podcast platform you listen on. We really appreciate those five-star reviews and they help us get in front of other listeners. And if you just can't get enough of us, you can always join our Patreon, where we have extra special bonus episodes available every month. Just look up Trigger Warning Romance on Patreon. And please give us a follow on our social medias. We are at Trigger Warning Romance on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want to come join us and have some fun in the Facebook group, please join the Trigger Warning Romance Dark Romance Listener Support Group. And as you know, we are always looking forward to hearing from you. So if you have any recommendations for us or just want to come say hello, please reach out to us on any of our social medias or through our website at TriggerWarningRomance.com.